at SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Okay, let's go over to the UK now, and that's why we find strikers coach Scott Chickleday. Um, he had a short stint here in South Africa, made a huge uh, uh, input or contribution, according to many people that saw the results of his work. But he left um, before before we could even speak to him, but we've been able to catch up with him in the UK and just check on him. Coach, good evening, and thanks for taking our call in South Africa this evening. Good evening, Spencer. How are you, mate? No problem at all. Thanks, Coach, we are great. How was training, I believe? You come off training? I've just finished training, yeah. <laughs> I've just literally uh, finished training. I had a session over here with a, with a player, just an individual session. And, uh, yeah, I'm just just heading back home now. But obviously happy to, to speak to you guys on the way home. Great. Thanks for taking our call, Coach. Just talk to us about your role. I mean, what does your role entail? What exactly do you do as a strikers coach? Is it a strikers coach? Is that the right title? Yeah, striker slope, uh, slash finishing coach. So I, I work on all aspects of finishing, really, in the final third, spatial awareness, touch work, and different types of finishes from different types of area. And, and ultimately, really just working on the mental side and, and trying to instill confidence into players because confidence is a, is obviously a big part of it. And uh, yeah, so that that's that's basically what it is. It's, it entails a lot more work analysis side as well. So I watch clips of of the players go through the clips of them, and then we try to recreate uh, scenarios which are more realistic to to game to, to gameplay. And then uh, yeah, we we work through that. Mm. And and do you do the work through clubs or like you're saying now you've had an individual individual session? Do you have just clients or players that you work with on a separate basis from away from the clubs? No, I, I work with both. <clears throat> I work with individual players, and I go in and work with clubs as well. Uh, yeah, I've been various clubs around Europe. I've been in, in England, and obviously most recently out in South Africa with Orlando Pirates, which was uh, fantastic. So I was just out there contracted for okay. five let's, weeks. Maybe let's just hold it there. A, um, just hold it there, coach. I think we're just losing you a little bit. We're going to try and get the coach on a better connection. We're speaking to the former strikers coach uh, of Orlando Pirates, Scott Chickleday. By the way, he's worked with Harvey Elliott from what I've seen, who is now at Liverpool. He's also worked with Ollie Watkins, so we want to find out more about some of the work that he did with Ollie Watkins, who's got a, who's got a few goals for Aston Villa, and obviously Harvey Elliott, I think people will know him from um, from Liverpool. So that's what we want to find out. We'll talk to him about his time here in South Africa and the players that he's worked with, but I think it's important to just get a better understanding of what a, a striker and finishing coach does because he says that's his role it's not just uh forwards coach and if you didn't get that because of the connection he was also saying that he works through clubs but he's also got uh, clients that he works with on an individual uh basis and uh one of the most important aspects that is mentioned was confidence which i think is quite interesting because obviously uh, confidence plays a huge factor in in um football coach sorry about that we we lost you there but you were obviously just telling us that you you work through clubs and you also work with individuals yeah, so can you hear me now? Is that better? Much better, much better, Coach. Thank you. Yeah, so I work with individuals and, and coaches. And obviously, I've my, my, most, my most, most recent one was out in South Africa with the Orlando Pirates, which was a short-term contract, five weeks. 
uh, consultancy to work alongside the management team there to, to try to help them create and score more goals, which, uh, you know, I thought it was quite a successful visit. Before I went out there, Pirates had scored, I think, 15 goals in their first 10 games. And I think I had five games out there and they scored 11 in five. So that was a, a massive improvement overall. And how did the move to South Africa even come about, coach? The club just approached me. They've, uh, I just got a, a call from someone at the club just to say, would I be interested? Do I work outside Europe? Would I be interested in coming to South Africa? And obviously, I knew Orlando Pirates. Most people in England, you know, out of South Africa, there's teams, Orlando Pirates, Kaiser Chiefs, Sundowns, they're the, the teams that, that people know. So it was appealing straight away and, we had a, a couple of brief conversations and yeah, I, I made the decision that I, I don't regret to, to come out to a fantastic country like South Africa. Okay, I'm glad you knew about South Africa then before uh, coming in, you knew about um, Orlando Pirates. And what did you make of, of the forwards and the players that you worked with and the quality that is here in South Africa? I thought it was amazing. I was I didn't know what to expect. So I'd watched before I come out, I, I'd done a bit of homework. I watched a lot of clips from uh, Orlando Pirates. So I, I knew of Tsukamanja, uh, Erasmus, Selang. Uh, I, I obviously watched clips on all of them. So I knew what I was coming out to, but obviously working on them on a day-to-day basis, I thought the level was very high. And overall, I thought the level was very good. Obviously, I, I watched games when I was out there. So I got to see Sundowns play a few times, which I was very impressed with them. And Richards Bay, obviously, they're doing well this season. And also Super Sport, I, I, I got to see a couple of their games as well. So, which was was great. I, overall, the level, I thought, was very good. Yeah. And and there's a widespread admission here in South Africa, Coach, that maybe our players are late bloomers and maybe they missed some crucial elements in their development early on due to a lack of access or proper coaching. Did you also get that sense? Yes, I did, if I'm honest. I, I thought the... The the, level, the quality levels was was very high. I thought maybe sometimes tactical awareness and you know game understanding is an area where you know they just need to improve on a little bit. But uh, technically, I, I couldn't fault any player out there. You know, I'm working day to day with with Seleng. You know, he's he's an outstanding player. He's having an outstanding season. And I'd be very surprised if he never got player of the year. If he doesn't get player of the year this season, he's he. He's a marvellous individual and he's such a good player. But like I said, I just think sometimes it's the game understanding side of it where where players lack a little bit. And, you know, that's it's just down to maybe lack of education when they're younger and, and grassroots coaching, which is no fault of anyone. But like I said, when they get to the, the top level of the PSL, there's some real quality there. Mm. And and you mentioned Saleng. Now he scored again, actually, in his last game on Friday night. What what qualities does he have that, that maybe impressed you? Just everything. I love everything about him. He's he's got that explosive pace. He's rapid. He he's brave. You know, he's confident to shoot from anywhere. He he's he's very well balanced with his goals and his assists. And like I said, he's he's got hunger and desire. For me, he was the player that stood out in South Africa of a whole. The PSL. I, I loved watching him, and it was a pleasure to work with. And like I said, I'd, I'd be very surprised if he never got Player of the Season this year. 
Okay, I saw that debate has actually already started on social media. So for those who are just <laughs> joining us, we are speaking to strikers and finishing coach, Coach Scott Chickleday, just to understand more about his role in, in general and also about his time here in South Africa. We've touched on that. We just need to take a quick break and we'll continue with the conversation. If you have any questions, especially about this role, 061-4104-107 is the number for voice notes. So get them in now or call us 86 SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. We are still speaking to Coach Scott Chickleday there, finding out more about him, the work that is done, and uh, his, his short stint here with Orlando Pirates. And we've got some voice notes that have come through on 061-4104-107 if you have any questions for the coach, especially about his role. Okay, let's try that again. Hi, it's so great show as always. Uh, this is Terence from Pretoria. I want to just find out from the strikers coach if he's had an opportunity to see the multi-choice disc challenge and uh, what he thinks of the quality that's there at the MDC, if any, and where he believes that South African youth, I know that he's spoken about the element of spatial awareness, but where, at what point he believes that we can actually make a better difference to bring a better quality in our youth. Thank you so much, Tabiso. Good evening, coach. Good evening to the team. Tabiso, the loyal listeners and all enjoying the beautiful show across the country. Coach, would you consider coming back to the PSO, which is maybe taking up the job of Orlando Pirates or Kaiser Chiefs as the strikers coach? Because these two clubs, honestly, since your departure, they have been struggling to even win an empty kind of thing. Secondly, who do you think will win the 2023 EPO Go King? Okay, thanks for those. Keep them coming. 061-4104-107. I think the last one is obvious. If I understood it correctly, who's going to win top scorer in the EPL? <laughs> surely, <laughs> surely that's almost decided, coach. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's ask. Yeah. Um, there was a question about the MTC boys, uh, which is the, the, our reserve league. Yeah. Did you get a chance to look at the reserve league, and what do, what do you make of the quality there or the standard? I did catch a couple of games while I was out there, and yeah, I thought the I thought the quality was good. The, the standard was good, and uh, it, it, again, it looked very professional. I just think that maybe it, it needs to come below that because I thought that was that was a good level. I was impressed with that as well, to be honest. But I think it's the the lower age groups that maybe need a little bit more attention. And I, I get it; it's hard because you know with some of the younger age, it comes down to funding and stuff like that. Mm. But I think in grassroots and stuff like that, we need a real surge of getting good coaches in and and the the younger players getting some quality coaching hours. Okay, that answers the next question because they wanted to know how do you think the youngsters can improve? So you think they need more coaching? Is it is it coaching in general or specialised coaching? Yes, yeah, fine. Yeah. So, sorry, can you repeat Oh, I was saying that... that? The, I lost you there. Yeah, the other question was how can our youngsters improve? Do, do, do Are you saying they need more coaching in general or they need more specialised coaching? I, I just think more more coaching in general, more organised coaching. Like I said, it, it'd be unfair of me to criticise the coaching for the younger ones because I've, I've not really really seen much. But it would be, I would I would have loved to have have gone into into some of the young grassroots clubs and, and worked with some of the younger players and put some sessions on to see what the levels are like there. But I, I like I said, it, I think that's where you need to hit them in England. They get them into clubs really young. 
And I, I just think you, if you, I, I think I understand that some of the clubs in the PSL they don't take players in until they're 16. I think maybe we can change that, get the players coming in at a little bit of a younger age. I think that they can get that quality coaching. And then the other question was whether you would be keen on coming back to South Africa since you made such a huge impact in your short stint here with Pirates. Uh, 100%. It's a place that I've, I fell in love with. I now tell people it's my second home. So <laughs> I, I would absolutely love to come back, uh, hopefully with, with the Pirates. But look, who knows? Um, like I said, I, I, I love the country as a whole. I really like the football and it is a place that I would like to come and, you know, and, and work, not just for, for five weeks, next time to come more permanently. Yeah, and, and how crucial is this role of a striker's coach in football? Because um, goalkeeper's coach have become a norm now. And one of our greatest strikers in South African football, uh, Mark Williams, has been preaching for years that you need to have specialised coaching in this position. Is, 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 is it a norm for clubs now overseas to employ a forwards coach? Not really. Wow. If I'm honest, it isn't. In England, we've got, obviously, everyone knows in South Africa, we've got Ben McCarthy, who's who's doing a fantastic job at Manchester United. Uh, I know that Norwich City have got Alan Russell, who does one there, but not many other clubs have got it. But as you could see, most of the interviews that Josie Rivero was was doing for the Pirates, I think it's going to be normal in football in the next few years. I think I've been saying it for the last six or seven years. It's crazy that, you know, there's no... If you're going to bring a goalkeeper coach in to stop goals, why haven't you got a specialist coach to come and help your players score goals. It just doesn't make sense for me, but I think it is going to be a way forward now. I see some clubs even have a throw-in specialist, so surely, surely we should be getting there uh, uh, soon. And coach, in, in modern football, we've seen that strikers are also the first line of defence, or some coaches will tell us they're the first line of defence. Is that also part of your job now to help them in that regard, or do you just focus on the finishing? No, I do work in that. Obviously, when I come into, when I work individually with players, I work on just finishing. But when I come into a team environment, of course, yeah, I, I, I agree 100% with that. It is the first line of defence. So then it's about being organised and, and working as a group, you know, working with your wingers, your, your centre midfielders to, to, to start defending from that front. You know, you are the first line of defenders. Once they get past you, it's the midfield and then it comes to your defenders. So I do do work around that as well, as I feel that is, that's a really important factor as well. Yeah. And just with some of the players that you've worked with, I mean, um, Kemit Erasmus was touted as one of the country's brightest prospects. He actually was because he went overseas to Holland. He played in France. What did you make of his qualities in that, in that period that you worked with him? I thought Kermit was quality. I got on really well with Kermit. Me and him built a really good relationship. He he scored. He did score a goal while I was out there. And I, I, I luckily, I was got to work with Kermit quite a bit while I was there. I just think with Kermit, the sort of striker he is, he needs the right service. And I just feel in, in some games he wasn't getting that, which is obviously not his fault. But I, I, I do think he is, he's a quality striker. I, I really enjoyed working with him. He, he's, he's top draw. But look, to, to not take nothing away from the Pirates, I, you know, I know he was going through a bit of a bad patch at the time, but mm. I, I love Chukamenja. I think, he's, I, I think he's an amazing player. He's probably one of the... I might get in trouble for saying this, but one of the best headers of the ball in in that league. When you see him in training, how he heads the ball is phenomenal. I, I don't think I've seen him miss a header. And he's, his last two goals for the Pirates have both been headers. And he works, he works tirelessly hard. 
And when I first got out there, he was getting a little bit of bad press and I couldn't understand it because it wasn't the player that I was seeing in training. <laughs> but he's, you know, he's getting his opportunity now, started the last game and and hopefully he continues as well to play well. I just would love to see him all to do well and, you know, clinch that Champions League spot, which they're fighting for. And actually, during that time, there was talk that he was going to be shipped out of, 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 of the club, but he stayed, he fought for his place, and he's actually been scoring goals and assisting goals now. So that's what you were seeing in him. Yeah, look, I see it. But to be fair, Jose see it as well. Jose Rivero, is, is, I know he's a big fan of Tuca. He he likes him. And look, some players, it's, it's confidence. You know, when, when you're playing and you're not scoring and you're getting a little bit of pressure from the press and everything else... It can become a lonely place when you're on that pitch. You know, you, you start making decisions that you wouldn't normally make. And then, you know, for, for Terence, he, he, he's worked hard. He's, he's got back in the team. He's scored a couple of goals. His confidence has lifted. And now all of a sudden he looks like a different player. And when I read articles and look at people's posts on Twitter, there's a, there's a whole different attitude towards him now. Okay, for... We've got another voice note that's come through for Coach Scott Chickleday on 0614104107. Interesting, you talk about Chukamaja and the confidence, and he seems to have regained that confidence now. But let's hear what our listeners are saying. Uh, Tavis, thank you so much for a great show always. Um, I just want to ask Scott one question. Um, you know, we... In South Africa, back in the day, our strikers used to score a lot of goals. Um, I remember back then, Moran Kulu, Andres Chicha, um, uh, Basil Stienkamp, um, you name them, um, Albert Boalia. They used to score a number of goals amongst themselves. Um, and our midfielders, too, used to score quite a number of goals. I mean, I remember Dr. Kumale, Iskuse, Skaratendo, Dabo uh, and, and, and others, uh, but for some reason, our players are battling. Our players are battling to score goals. Um, um, people have been saying that it's lack of uh, grassroots development. I just want to hear his view, uh, Taviso. What does he think? What did he see? What did he learn? Um, what could be some of the contributing factors to the lack of goals um, or to our players not being patient enough in front of goals? Um, I'll listen on the radio. Thank you, Taviso. It's Pindila here in Cape Town. Good evening, Taviso and the SFM listeners. What happened to the coach? Did he leave on his own or was it interfering with heard many stories about interference at Pirates. The likes of Skima Chavalala, Skima Chavalala, beg your pardon, and the likes of Floyd Mbele. Was Okay, thanks for those uh, uh, questions. Maybe let's just recap on the first one, Coach. We did touch on it earlier about maybe what exactly is missing that our strikers are not scoring um, enough goals. Because there's been a huge uh, outcry that our strikers are just not scoring in our league. I, I, I think it comes down to look. I, I've, I've not got a magic wand. I haven't, and I'm, I'm not a magician. I, I just think that where I come over is, is that that individual work, a little bit of care and attention. I think repetition is key. You know, strikers, midfielders, they need to be shooting regularly. They need to be, whether it's 15 minutes a day, whether it's for 20 minutes a day or whether it's for five minutes a day, they need that repetition of shots to get muscle memory 
going breed confidence, breed self belief. You know that I'm I, I can you know I'm I'm good enough to shoot from this area or that area, and I I think it was evident with with the Pirates. You know, it's I think one spell when I was there, two games against Stellenbosch and Golden Arrows. I think they scored four goals against Stellenbosch, three against Golden Arrows, so seven goals in total, seven different goal scorers. You know that was that was real pleasing because you know I was working with a lot of them players that scored them goals. And it was very confident. If you, like we spoke about Tukamanjo, very low on confidence, but now he looks high on confidence. Kermit was a little bit low on confidence. He scored. Hule was a little bit low on confidence, not really in and around the squad, getting in, come on as a substitute, scores in that goal. You know, Minare's picked up a score. He's, he's, he, he's, he's not scored that often. And he, he picked up a goal. And I just think it was, it's just confidence. Confidence plays a massive part in it. Very big. You know, Chelsea and England are going through it at the minute. They spent six hundred million in the last two transfer windows, and they can't score. <laughs> they just can't score goals. Yeah. But well, they don't have a nine. <laughs> yeah, they're they're so low on confidence, and I think confidence is a big factor. But like I said, I, I think a specialist coach is the way forward because you spend day to day with these players, and there's a lot of trust that gets built. And like I said, a lot of repetition. But I'm big on repetition. I think it's 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 key. You know, it's, and, and I, I think that is, that's the way forward. And you know, it'd be great to, to see more South African teams bring in specialist coaches for, for them sort of areas to, to work with the players. Yeah, and you, you mentioned the other players like Munara. So do you also work with the rest of the team, not just the, the strikers? Yeah, I worked with I worked with all of them. No, apart from maybe not so much the defenders. Sometimes the defenders come and done a little bit, but all, all the midfielders, Philip Andolo, I've done with, worked with a lot with Lotch. When he was back, I'd done a lot of work around him. Ben, uh, Miguel Tim's done some. So it was, yeah, because they, you know, midfielders have shots in games. You know, they, they might only have one shot in a game in midfielder. But for me, I want that shot to be on target. So we're going to practice it. So when you do get that opportunity in a game, the bare minimum we could do is get it on target to work the goalkeeper, you know. So, yeah, I did work with... A lot of them, Hotto, he's a winger, Dion, he he come over, I've done quite a bit with him. So it wasn't just the strikers that I worked with. It was strikers, midfielders, wingers, and the holding midfielders as well. So it was a, a, a real big group that I was working with. Just gosh, it sounds like you did a lot of work in your short stint here. And I guess that's why everybody is asking then, why did it end so quickly? Why did you leave after five games or after a month? Uh, because it was it was only a short-term contract. It was it was only ever going to be for five weeks. Looking at it now, you know, I've I would like to to have stayed to the end of the season, but it was it just worked out that it was five weeks, and I come back. Look, I'm I'm still speaking with the club, so who knows who knows if I'll return with Pirates or with anyone else, you know, with another club in in South Africa. I'm I'm not too sure, but it's it's somewhere where I've, I've sort of got my eyes on returning to do some work because obviously I, I I loved the style of football out there. I really like the supporters and I, I just like the people in South Africa. And I think the players are really switched on and they want to learn. And that's what impressed me more than anything, that the, the young African players have got desire to learn. They want to learn. There's no, there's no attitude. There's no egos. They're just turning up every day to play football and improve as players. And that's what really touched my heart and, and really drove me on to work as hard as I can. And obviously, which has left a, a taste in my mouth, wanting me to go back. 
Yeah, and was there any no talk about or conversation about extending your stay here after the good work that you did? Yeah, there's been there has been some conversations, but like I said, we're just we're discussing that at the minute uh, to see what what can happen. So yeah, we're just uh, they've got a lot of games coming up at the minute as well. Yeah. So like I said, who knows? Um, it, it, I would like to return. So we're just gonna if if something can be worked out, fantastic. If not. You know there might be other options, but um, like I said, at, at the minute, I'm 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 not too sure. Okay. And the other question was: Were you able to do your job to the best of your ability? Were you were you given the support and the backing that you needed at the club? A hundred percent. I was fully backed. The manager, the head coach, Jose Rivero, embraced it. He was amazing. He's a fantastic guy. Fantastic coach. I think, I think he's one of the best. Uh, I'll probably be a People might look at me a bit unfairly saying this, but I think he's the best coach out there. One of the best that I've worked with in my time, 28 years coaching. Very knowledgeable. Uh, he just bought into what I was doing. He supported me. He gave me the time that I needed. And yeah, it, it worked well. We, we worked together on it. I told him what I needed and he, he gave me what I needed and he let me get on with it. And because of that, we had a good relationship and then we got the best results. And coach, as we wrap up now, I've saw in your profile that you worked with Ollie Watkins. Is even on your Instagram profile there. Are you still working with him? At which stage did you start working with Ollie Watkins? Uh, I started working with Ollie Watkins pre-season. Yeah, I still I still see him, speak to him. Uh, he's a top guy. He's he's having a really good run at the minute. Mm. He's scored recently against Liverpool. Scored against Arsenal. I think he scored in his last five games. So he's he's absolutely flying at the minute. He's a good lad, and uh, yeah, he's 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 doing very well. But he's yeah, he is one that I work with, and he's he's a top player. And and what exactly did you work on with him? Exactly the same as what I went and done with the Pirates. <laughs> Just literally working on building confidence, spatial awareness, and stuff, and different types of finishing. Nothing I do really is mm. is very different. It's I do base a lot on on players' needs and I, on their clips. I do, and players have an input as well. So players, you know, I give players ownership. So I I let them build part of the session, things that they feel they need to work on, and then I put my input in, which I feel they need to work on, and then we we build sessions based on that, and it seems to work. Brilliant. Touch wood. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, and so far anyway. And finally, when did you come across Harvey Elliott? Because we've heard about him as a teenage prodigy. I've known Harvey Elliott since he was nine years old. Wow. So when I worked at Queen's Park Rangers, I was his manager for two years. And then I left. He went to Fulham and we've stayed in touch since. And uh, yeah, I've done a lot of work with Harvey pre-season as well. And uh, yeah, he's been he's been starting every game for Liverpool this season. Scored goals in the Champions League, Premier League. FA Cup so yeah he's doing very well at the minute he's still young still 20 still got a lot to learn but he's he's a fantastic player and he seems to have great character the way that he's bounced back from that horrible injury yeah he's come back a lot stronger Harvey's got a really good mindset really positive you know Liverpool have got a really some good players there like Henderson and some experienced players that are really good with the younger players James Milner's another one that are really good with the younger players so they've helped Harvey massively and yeah, he's come back very strong from that injury and fingers crossed he, he stays injury free for a while because I can see him getting in and around the England team very soon.
Yeah. And what did you do? At, when were you at Spurs, coach? I left Spurs. Oof, I can't. You know what? I can't remember now. I was at Spurs <laughs> for ten years. Wow. And then I left. I left about. I think it was about eight years ago. I left Spurs, and then I went to Queens Park Rangers for a couple of years, and then. I just set up as a striker coach and I've been doing a striker coach for the last five to six years now. Okay, wonderful coach. Thanks for being able to take our call here in South Africa. Fresh off training, we really appreciate the insight uh, that you've given us and a lot of supporters are hoping that you can come back, not not even just to Paris, but just come back and contribute to our league here where we need our players to be scoring lots of goals. But I think your work has been noted here and you've made a huge contribution in the short stint that you were here with Orlando Pirates. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Coach. Coach Scott Chickleday, uh, who was a strikers and finishing coach. I need to get it right. Strikers and finishing coach at Orlando Pirates. He was here for five games. Says in those five games, the team scored 11 goals in the 15 that uh, they'd played before he came to South Africa. They had only... Now, in the 10, they'd only scored 15, 15 and then they scored 11 in five years. So uh, that's his uh, contribution then. Um, a lot of people very impressed with the coach and his analysis about the youth league. Somebody says, yo, this guy loves Pirates. You can tell he can accept any offer they give him. His analysis about the youth leagues and our strikers is very much precise. We'd swear he's been here for years. Uh, we love him and we hope that he can come back. Why did he leave so soon? Uh, okay, he did say that it was a short-term contract and uh, they are currently having talks now with the club on uh, the possibility of him coming back, but he would be keen to come back uh, to South Africa there. Yeah, I think he made some good points, especially about maybe the lack of, of I don't know if we can call it basics, but um, what, what what is missing in our players, that the lack of tactical awareness and game understanding. And he says this is something that maybe needs to be taught at a very young age. And maybe some players missed crucial aspects of their development early on. And I think we know the story here in South Africa.